Santa. There's a new astrology magazine. Tell me more. It is called Influx Magazine. It's on its third issue, out now. And it is here to help you make all your decisions. Influx is a new publication designed to help you move through your year with intention and purpose. This independently run quarterly astrology and culture magazine helps enthusiasts of all levels use astrology for self-acceptance, exploration, and integration for their everyday use. I love that. I love that too. I cannot wait to dig in. Each copy of Influx magazine includes quarterly horoscopes for each sign, a lunation station, and astrology calendar as well as ritual recommendations for the solstice and the equinoxes. Enflux is run by and centers people of color, queer folks, and femmes in art, activism, healing, and spirituality. Their aim is to make astrology, tarot, and ritual fun and accessible while highlighting how these mediums cross cultural boundaries. The content will help you move through each season of the year with intention and awareness of the cosmic energies, understanding and embodying the concept of as above, so below. The newest issue of Influx Magazine, issue three, Summer Solstice, is available now as a limited edition print version and a digital version for direct download. Our listeners can receive 10% off their print copy of issue three by using code STRANGEMAGIC at checkout. So go to nfluxmag.com to get your copy. That's nfluxmag.com. And you can also follow them on Instagram at unfluxmag for detailed posts on the latest astrology. I gotta say, this magazine is informative and fresh. It's also gorgeous. It's All our favorite designed. things. So great. Cannot wait for this magazine. Welcome to our Solstice Special. We discuss all things historical and magical with the summer solstice and what it could mean for you. Tune in to get ideas on how to cast spells, work with the tarot, and tap into the collective on this blessed day of the wheel of the year. It's going to be a real sizzler. Hey, which is just a reminder that the High Priestess Workshop Connecting with Your Inner Voice Intuition Workshop is only available for two more days. The last day you can access it is on Saturday. So if you really wanted to get that information, that workshop, which is so beautiful, you only have a couple more days to do it. Saturday noon, we close the gates. So go on and get it. Just a reminder that our coven members get the download for free delivered to them instantaneously once they sign up. So please feel free to do that. Here at Strange Magic, Amanda and I talk about our views on tarot and the ways in which we practice magic. And we understand that other people have different ways of practicing and different interpretations of the tarot, and that's totally okay. Take what you'd like and leave the rest. We have a special announcement. We have a very special, very special announcement. 
It might be the most special announcement we've ever special announcemented. It's totally my favorite announcement. And this is for all of you Los Angeles area witches. Witches of Los Angeles, you need to come out for this event. It is the one, the only, our producer, the entire reason our podcast exists, the entire reason our podcast sounds as great as it does, our most artistic director, our producer, Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs, is blessing us. Is blessing the city and the country and the planet with an event at the Getty Center. The Getty Center on July 13th. And Amanda, what is the phenomenal topic of the performance illuminated manuscripts of the constellations that is the dreamiest dreamy thing i have ever heard it's inspired by illuminated manuscripts of the actual stars and also have you ever seen i mean you have you've seen carolyn's performances i have and she's an angel magician i they are guzamskun's works for all of you art lovers out there total works of art is what that means they've got costumes they've got choral singing they've got movement they've got dance at the beautiful temple on the hill of the getty center you have to come out and see this we're gonna be there amanda yeah i was gonna say like are you been holding out on me you're gonna be my date or what oh yeah we're gonna be there together we're gonna be wearing our mustard (laughs) outfits We'll see you there. We can't wait to hang out with you and watch some truly inspired art underneath the late evening sky. sky. So, Sarah. Amanda. Welcome to our solstice episode. I'm so excited. I don't want to play favorites. Okay. But this is one of my more favorite holidays on the Pagan Wheel of the Year. Is it yours? Mm, not really. Tell me. Talk to me. Yeah. So my mom and I were talking about the solstice, you know, to prepare for this episode. And she and I were both like, yeah, summer solstice is not really high on our faves. I mean, I love autumn holidays. I love those wintry holidays. So you're a winter solstice and Samhain kind of witch. Yeah. I mean, I love the spooky, quiet, dark of the winter solstice. But then when I was talking about this holiday with my mom and rehashing all of it with her, then I started to be like, wait, this really is a super magnificent holiday. And maybe I like it more than I thought I did. So I can't wait to see what you have to say about it. Well, thank you. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. We should probably start yeah. off by just... Why should people care? <laughs> why should people care about this holiday? You tell me. Why do you think people should care about summer solstice? Well, first of all, I think holidays are really important for witches, for everyone, because holidays tell us what we value and they help us mark time. I love how pagan holidays, witches holidays are really all always based on nature. And solstice is a very important turning part on the wheel of the year because it is the longest day. It is the shortest night. This is the time we really honor the sun. A lot of pagan holidays have to do with the interplay between 
dark and light, sun and moon, like the perspective of the axes of planet Earth. And this is the time we honor the sun. The sun is the brightest and most brilliant star in the sky. The word solstice is from the Latin word solstitium, which is a pretty gorgeous word, which translates literally to sun stands still. Hmm. I love how even though you don't love the Romans... You are generous enough to often refer to Latin when we are studying our holidays and other things. So I appreciate that, Sarah. It's the deep nerd in me. I always <laughs> need to look to the root, the entomology. It's I like so fascinating. Right. If you are in the Northern Hemisphere, gentle listeners, this is it. As Sarah was saying, this is the longest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere, and the sun travels its longest path across the sky. And as you were saying, like this holiday really belongs to the sun. Like it is the sun's day. We are celebrating the sun and all the life-giving rays of this glorious, sparkling, visionary thing up there in the sky. For those of you in the Northern Hemisphere, those of you in in LA in particular, this year it's on June 21st at 8.54 a.m. in Los Angeles, Pacific Standard Time. Also this holiday, because the sun's rays come through the atmosphere and they reach their southernmost point at the angle. You, you all can look at this up on like... Timeanddate.com, y'all. Yeah, timeanddate.com. <laughs> Every witch's best friend. Every, right, right. The new farmer's almanac. In addition to this holiday belonging to the sun, it also belongs to the south and the spirit of the south. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about can't wait. what that means. As you were saying, Amanda, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, this is the halfway mark of the year. Everybody, take that in. We are about halfway that done. That is so crazy. How can it be? 2019. It's also the official start of summer with cancer season. We if love cancers. Some of us love cancers. <laughs> I'm lucky enough to be a loved cancer from some people. If you are in the Southern Hemisphere, though, this marks the beginning of the return of the sun. I really love zooming out and reflecting on these energies globally, mm. right? So there's this duality inherent. Our globe is like this big yin yang. In these ancient holidays, we have day and night, light and dark, and the integration that we attain when we can kind of meditate on both of them at the same time. Those of us who are in the Northern Hemisphere have our boogie boards in the back of our cars and our three-day weekends scheduled out. There are our friends on the other side of the hemisphere, air pumping in the air because they're like, oh, thank goodness, the light is returning. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, like, even though the solstice is this time of celebration and honoring the sun and honoring light, we also have to remember, this is the time where the light starts getting dimmer from now. That is so great that you brought that up. I just want to shout out my mom again, because we were just talking about that too. Talk to me. One of the things she was reminding me, which I think is really interesting, is that all of the pagan holidays have built in them this idea of the cyclical nature of time. Summer solstice is about honoring the apex of the sun. It's absolute brightest and celebrating. And it's really about a moment of celebration, of festivity, of party, of fun. Mm. 
And yet built into that is this idea, everything from now on out, people is getting shorter. And I love how in pagan holidays, this idea of the reversal is always built into every holiday because then at winter solstice, then the idea is like, this is the darkest point. This is the quietest night, the longest night. And built into that is the return of the sun. And so I love that it's also corresponding to the planet itself and how on right. one side is in the darkness and mm -hmm. one side is in the light and how we're living on this sphere and we're traveling on this sphere through the universe. We're on a, we're on a spaceship. We're on a spaceship and that's so beautiful to have that built into your holiday and to have it be something that you explore and celebrate and think about and make conscious. Well, one thing that I did want to say that's really special about this holiday for me, you know, the winter solstice, because when the sky is dark, we can see out into the night and we can see out into the furthest reaches of the universe. Mm. It, it's transcendental, right? We move into the astral realms. We go into the beyond. But when the sun is here and it's bright, we're eccentric. We're back on Earth. We're very focused on what is here and what is now. And we can't see out into the beyond at all because of the brightness of the sun. So and maybe we don't want to. And maybe sometimes we don't want to. Maybe sometimes we just want to be here in the present with our friends, having barbecues. In my tradition, this was always the children's holiday. Yeah. Three-legged races and frisbees and kites and dragons. And I also think we're going to talk a bit about like these themes of rebirth that come up with this holiday. But I also think about, I got to say, like the elephant in the room, the sun, i.e. Jesus Christ, you know, the father, the spirit, the sun. Mm -hmm. So a little bit later, we're going to talk a bit about the sun card. Yeah. Of course, we can't right? not. It's this a tarot podcast. There's this, idea, the there's this idea of like rebirth, youth. There is, we can see the correlation between the ancient pagan traditions and Christian traditions like, right. overlapping with the sun and yeah. rebirth. I mean, and in the sun card, we see the little sun child riding the horse. That little happy sun baby. We love that sun baby. Yes, we all love that. How could you like, no, I hate that sun there's baby. There's some grouch out there being like, I hate that sun baby. I love the sun card. <laughs> I know not everyone loves it, but I just love it. We're going to talk about it later. I wanted to just kind of go back to though, before we kind of move on, I wanted to talk about these ideas around it being this halfway mark of the wheel of the year. And also I want to be really clear. Neither one of us have mentioned this yet, but there are the quarter holidays and there are the cross quarter holidays and we talked about this in our Samhain special our Halloween special you can go and look back on or listen to those of you who haven't listened to it yet there's the major holidays which are the equinoxes and the solstices and those are the major holidays and then we have the cross quarter holidays which are still holidays everyone loves a good chance to get together around a bonfire and make a wish and cast a spell and eat together but in traditional European pagan they're not as important you right know? they're more chill they're minor mm -hmm. as it were this is a major the solstice well, because the sun is literally doing something it's not just a conceptual <laughs> mm -hmm. like some of the other ones are like it's the first day of spring 
The other ones are almost like counting time hope-filled. It'll be two more months until we get to the equinox. So (laughs) let's just mark this time so we can keep everything like everyone afloat. This is a major. So I just want to say it's like a main Sabbath, a biggie. It's like a time traditionally that people would gather. So I just wanted to talk about for you, gentle listener, this is a really great chance for you, listener, to reconnect and recommit. You can kind of look back and think about what your plans and goals were for the year internally heart-wise, mentally, externally, like, are you making progress? The light of the sun can act as a charging agent. It can help you to shine light on your consciousness as you decide to recommit to whatever reinvention or whatever devotional practice or whatever goals and things that you're thinking about. And then the other thing I just wanted to say quite simply with this holiday, which shines through more than anything else for me personally is this can be an invitation to live bloom to show up for your actual life to do one thing every day that brings you enjoyment to do a thing a day that helps you honor and care for nature for the earth to do one thing a day that reminds you that you're alive i love that that's so beautiful that's one of the things that i do really love and appreciate about this holidays it's about life it's about life in full bloom and force and really celebrating that. So how do you celebrate? Well, when I was growing up, I grew up in Santa Barbara where summer solstice is actually the biggest public holiday of the year and there's a big solstice parade. There was a big mural of this parade, which has floats and people dressed as the sun and people would make these. Yeah, it's really beautiful and cute and festive. And it also has this whole queer angle. There's like a lot of rainbow flags and festivities, feathers. So it's a children's holiday. So actually, because of that, we didn't really do a lot of our own stuff we just sort of participated in the festivities of the town and I think that really makes sense in the context of this holiday because this holiday isn't it isn't so much about your closed coven group as much as it is about the broader community that you are a part of. For us actually leading up to the holiday was a kind of big celebration where you know, you're making the floats or you're making your costumes and usually you're, you're making them out of trash, kind of. So you're painting toilet paper rolls green and making them into like dragon scales or something like that. It's really about using the things that have come to you and transforming them. And I really see it as a creativity holiday. I love it. All of the holidays in witchcraft are associated with a sense, like a physical sense. And this is the sense of sight and vision because it comes with illumination, right? The illumination of the sun. So the light reflected is what makes things possible to be seen. There's a whole correspondence with creativity and creating visual artworks and things like that. too. I love that so much. I would love to see pictures of a little baby dragon Amanda on a float somewhere. <laughs> it would be so cute. Yeah, so I think fun. that's what I like about this holiday is that it seems more casual and it seems more focused on enjoying the moment with other people and less about, well, we need 17 pomegranates and 31 red candles and we have to, yeah. you know, for me, the solstice falls right in the middle <laughs> of my three favorite months, which are May, June, and July. 
those are probably my favorite months. Oh, what do you love about those months? I just love those months the best. I don't know what it is. I love May, June, and July ever since I was little. they're warm and like... They're warm and there's flowers and you can go outside. And yes, I love the sun. So, you know, I do love the fall too, but I don't love it when it gets too mucky and gray. Like It feels I, very liberating in the warm months when you can just wear... Yeah, like, a crop top. Yeah. Just you do whatever. Like you have to hide away. Yeah, I like to honor the energy in a number of different ways. I like to do personal things. I like to do collective things. I like to do coven things. I'll generally in the week like leading up to the solstice this year, actually the solstice is just a couple of days after a full moon. So that's really great timing mm, as far powerful. as I, yeah, you know, like as far as I'm concerned. The mead moon. Correct. Yeah. Or the strawberry moon or the queer moon because it's the, the June moon. moon, right? There's all kinds of different moons. There's just all the moons. I mean, you know, pick a moon. Everywhere a moon, moon. Here a moon, there a moon. (laughs) I will do, I'll like think personally about how I've progressed this year, what I've learned and what I really need to kind of let go of. But then collectively, for me, the solstice is equated with just gathering friends and living, thinking about who do I want in my life? Who do I want to include? So I'll sometimes invite like friends over for dinner or just to go outside, things like that. And then coven wise, you two are my coven mates this year, the three of cups. So we'll gather and set intentions for one another for this beautiful community we're a part of. That means you listener. And we're so lucky to be able to serve you and to be with you. So please know listener that we will be casting a spell for your abundance, your sweetness, your healing, and your empowerment on the solstice as part of our coven work together, which I really love doing. And then I just think one last little thing is for me, solstice is about what we're doing, consciousness, Mm. actions. I'll focus on what I want to do, who I want to be. It's the sun. How are we shining our light? I'll like think about that and think about how I need to literally both show up for myself and others and also like the behaviors I need to maybe kind of change or what I need to do externally in order to kind of get that energy moving because as an introvert and internal person and a very like water and air person I'm either in my emotions or my head I need to balance that with the fire of Mm. the solstice and the sun so sometimes you just gotta like jump off that cliff or sometimes you just gotta make that move sometimes you need to experience different elements of energy we'll talk about that later like different elements because for me very much the solstice is fire and water so I think about that too. I'd love to hear your take on that. Okay. So first of all, I just want to underline what you were saying about how this holiday is like a cash holiday. As you were saying, it's so hard sometimes when you're a witch and you're like planning these holidays and you have to get all this stuff together and you have to know the chance and you have to have like the right color cardamom. <laughs> I'm scared. How, I? how can I make my llama's without my cardamom? <laughs> totally. <laughs> but cash holidays cash holiday it's really nice so yeah and how you're saying that it's uh it's really about the people around you and celebrating them and inviting them over it's like such an easy this is like witch bonus holiday where you can just be like i'm gonna be a super a fastidious witch here and invite my friends over and have dinner with them and yes listeners we are so going to be honoring and celebrating and sending so much love out to you from our spell times i cannot wait to conjure up like a coven member spell with the two of you it'll be so great just to bless the beautifulness (laughs) 
<laughs> well, the summer baby bottoms of all our listeners. The sunshiny, you know, like in a chill way. Yeah, in a really like normal in a loving. way. <laughs> in a really above board kind of way. So we're talking about magic. Let's get into this. Like, how does the solstice relate to magic, Amanda? Moving back to magic. Okay, one of the things that I really love about this holiday is that it is a holiday for wild things. It is the wild thing holiday. It's a celebration of wildness and the forests and the deserts and the mountains and all the wild spaces. And so I love this blessing from the Irish witch practices called Witta. Their midsummer is a traditional time for Wittens to bless their familiars and their pets, to bless the animals. There is this woman, Dane McCoy, who wrote this book called Witta. Inside this book, there is a blessing for your animals. So I thought I would read this blessing and we can put it in the show notes so that you all at home can bring your animals, your sacred familiars into your celebratory circle at solstice and give them a little blessing. Also because Bridget, fire goddess, is the lady of the beasts, we do this prayer to her. So what you do is you take your beloved animal in your arms or into your circle and then address this prayer to Bridget, the lady of the beasts. Then to Bridget, you say, Blessed Bridget, guardian of all creatures, I ask that you enfold your loving arms of protection around my cherished friend, whatever your animal's name Gigi. is. Gigi. Spirit of nature, guardian of the wood and earth, give my beloved friend, Gigi, the blessings of strength, health, and long life. And then you say to your pet, and this is so beautiful, may I always know how to aid you when you are in need. May I always see to your comforts as well as I see to my own. And may I be as good a friend and companion to you as you are to me. In accordance with your free will, I bless you on this Sabbath, so mote it be. And so what I love about this is that I love how witches are all about nature, loving all creatures mm. and blessing them and taking responsibility for protecting them. And this is also a good time to bless the land you live on and pledge responsibility to the land. It's a good time to mix ashes from the soil of your altar into the earth because ashes contain nitrogen so it's a way to replenish the earth so i burn clean charcoals and rice ash on my altar and so it's a good mixture for the soil mm. and it's just about letting your nourishment and the ways that life has sustained you return also a good time to harvest herbs. Another traditional thing for magic is putting solar wheels or sparkly bright golden objects or reflective objects, hanging them in trees. So that's a fun thing to do. It's all about those wheels, wheels of gold, wearing gold, wearing yellow, getting your mustard on, getting your mustard game on. Ann Friedman of the Call Your Girlfriend podcast really has a high mustard game. I love the color mustard. I love tasting mustard. It is my favorite <laughs> condiment. Oh, well, now I know what to get you for your birthday, Christmas, and uh, summer solstice. Yeah, summer solstice gift, mustard. I love that as witches, a lot of us will work with the elements. Mm. So when we have an extraordinary occurrence like solstice, because this is really like the root of the ancient honoring, right? It's whenever there is an extraordinary occurrence 
people took note. They were like, wait a minute, this is the time when the sun was high in the sky. This is the time when the nights were the longest. It's a really beautiful time to honor the elements. So in this case, we have the sun. Of course, we've talked about that a lot. We also have the archetype of cancer, which is a water element. We have fire and we have water. There's also this energy bubbling up through the season of summer. It's this feeling of Adi Shakti. In a Kundalini yoga practice, Adi Shakti means this primal first power. It's a divine feminine. It's the three aspects, God, creator, organizer, deliverer. And we bow in reverence to that infinity that we're offered through that. I'm only bringing that up here now because I think it's important to offer other energies to popular discussions around like spirituality and astrology and the way that different people globally would like honor these elements in these seasons and to think about like we have God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost that we sort of see the remnants of or the crossover with a pagan holiday of the sun, literally the sun. Mm -hmm. But then there's also this other idea that God or the sun is divine feminine, right? We're also about to start seeing memes about being really emo or crying now that it's cancer <laughs> season. So we love and bless you sensitive cancer. Get ready. But I just want to say we actually have to tap into the power of water because water is so powerful. It correlates with divine mother, divine femininity. We see in a lot of ways how misogynistic those crying Mimi emotional things are with how we regard like mothering femininity emotions, like emotions rule everything from elections to decision-making. It's fear, it's love to who we sleep with, to what we say. So like to disrespect emotions is to disrespect the actual power of water and emotions. And so when we think about the sun and the water together at this time that's half of our life force it's the reason we're literally like alive on the planet it's half of why we're alive on the planet along with of course air and earth <laughs> so finding a way to celebrate these elements around this time is really brilliant and finding a way to protect and serve these elements at this time is brilliant and check in on yourself and ask where is my water imbalance what does my water need to be more powerful what does my fire my life force need? How can I channel support for my fire? And what can both the elements together in my life teach me and help me with at this time? I love that. Spoken like a true cancer. I have a little tidbit to add for folks who, in certain places you'll be able to do this, a really cool thing to do magically to celebrate the relationship between fire and water at this point of the I year. I want to hear it all about it. Tell me. Tell me. Well, so this is a time where in a lot of places there are thunderstorms, right? Like lightning flashes through the sky. I often go to the desert during these months and I collect water from these potent thunderstorms, summer thunderstorms, and I keep it and use it for sacred purposes, for blessings. I use it in spells throughout the year. So the water of the summer thunderstorm mm. is particularly sacred because that lightning is that charge of electricity and fire, and it's blending with water. So if you happen to be caught in a thunderstorm, you want to put your glass bowls, your crystal bowls outside. Mm gather that water up. I like to keep mine in mason jars and then I wrap those jars in white silk because white silk protects from other influences of energy. 
And then I keep them and I use it for blessings. I love that so much. Just as you were speaking, I was, of course, thinking about the most obvious combination of fire and water, and that's steam. Yeah. Like steaming your face. Sauna. Solstice yeah. celebration. It's so nice. You know what that reminds me of. No idea. Thunder only happens when it's raining. Players only love you when they're playing. And say when they will come and they will go. have to see our arm movements to get the full beauty of this song <laughs> <laughs> as we spin around in our draped bell sleeves. Leather and lace. Amanda. Sarah. Are you ready to talk tarot? I have never been more ready. Yes, let's do it. Let's talk about some of the archetypes that correlate with this holiday. Of course, we've talked about it before, but let's talk about it a little bit more. We've got the sun card. I mean, that's the obvious choice. Let's focus on it. I want to hear what you love the most and what you think this card can help listeners with in regards to their own like solstice celebration or planning. Well, first of all, the sun card is going to be, as we've mentioned, about illumination, about bringing light to things that they maybe haven't been able to see clearly. We can invite in the sun's energy to help us feel loved, to help us feel nourished. It can help us relinquish some depression if we've been going through that. So really inviting that in as a little juicy tidbit for some altar work. If you want to use that tarot card, the sun card, just to invite in this time of celebration, you can put the card on your altar and put a jar of honey on top of it and let it get charged. And then you can take the spoonful of honey into your mouth and then you invite in the illumination of the sun as you drink its sweetness and then just listen quietly for the illumination and call yourself to be filled with light. I love that so much. Of course, as you were speaking, I was thinking about the taste of honey in my mouth and I was also thinking about making sun tea. Oh yeah, I love Orange blossoms Mm. or like orange flavored. I was thinking about looking around you or figuring out if there are edible flowers like nasturtiums to eat like that's just some really easy nature sun magic you know but also can we give a shout out to the bees and how they gather like pollen and roll Mm. in the sexy flowers and cover themselves with pollen and then go make this amazing thing it's really got to be a bee holiday too prayers for the bees one time a bee stung me and i knew that when bees sting you they die and i was so sad i was I like cry about that why too. did your why did you lose your di- like please i wish you i wish i could have gone back in time it was like the saddest thing because a bee sting doesn't really hurt that much mm. you know unless you're allergic i know some people are allergic i'm not trying to i'm trying to be inclusive I'm not allergic. So it was like a sting and it was annoying, but I was like, no, I know you're dying now. This was, it was like so sad. This is like witch heartbreak 101. Like we all mm. cry about the bees. Why do they do it? things when they hurt us cause themselves more pain? That is very of the now right now. <laughs> you know, the things I really like about the sun card is, is sort of breakthrough to me 
that comes with the sun is like, however we're going to do it, however it happened, we don't know, but there's been this breaking through of a wall. They're going somewhere. They're journeying somewhere. This card is about divine consciousness and like positive journeys of consciousness because it comes after the moon. So there's been like a, and the star and the tower and the devil. And give a huge shout out to this like positive energy. Thank we don't you. often get that in the tarot. Here, here. Like, like, unequivocally high good. five. Yeah. Like just good vibes. You know, the sun is so many things. Like obviously we're going to do a whole episode about the sun card next season. But I will say for everyone listening right now at this time, the sun at this time with the solstice really can speak to the joy of living this joy of simple existence this joy of sharing and journeying and being at home in the self like at home in the world and real talk this is really hard for a lot of us to feel Well, that's yeah. the thing okay. like when yeah. the sun card is your teacher card right like in your constellation which mm-hmm. would mean that you are a magician or the wheel of fortune as your soul card then the sun card is your teacher card and a lot of the time that means that people have a hard time allowing themselves to shine, letting themselves be mm. the center of attention, problems related mm. to confidence. And the sun card can really help you just be like, yeah, you get that. You get to be celebrated. You get to be adored. You get to bring your light to the world. It's this cosmic permission slip, as it were, that like, hey, yeah, you're okay. My favorite thing to do whenever we're trying to integrate maybe challenging or hard things around the archetypes is like start really small. Start where it's easy. Don't like pick the hard thing. Oh, start where it's easy. Novel concept. Well, especially not the solstice. You know what I'm saying? No, you have to start at the heart (laughs) of the solstice. Eat the frog. (laughs) Um, But you can be like, where is it easy for you to play? Where is it easy? for you to enjoy life to be kind to feel like there's possibility and hope the other thing I just want to say again totally novel concept here but sometimes we have to like specifically focus on positive things or happiness or contentment as a goal or maybe as the work in order to create them for me I'm only going to speak for myself it's not necessarily second nature for me to just allow joy ease pleasure enoughness period in my life so I have to cultivate that so the solstice and the sun card can help us do that can remind us that actually if it's true for someone out there if this isn't actually archetype because we know the tarot are archetypes so that means it's like a holographic opportunity of human and soul experience and consciousness we know somewhere out there Five style, there's someone who where it's easy to shine it's Mm -hmm. easy for them to just be okay it's easy for them to laugh goddess bless their soul so we know that it's available to us at the very minimum and so for some of us that's the work of the sun card and the solstice i wanted to just talk really briefly tarot talk just a couple other archetypes and i'd love to kind of hear amanda out of these archetypes what you think makes sense especially at the solstice we can like tap into the energy of the solstice but some of the ones i pulled were queen of cups the chariot the lovers because we're in the six months still which is June, strength, and then there are various minors. What do you think about any of those cards coming up at the solstice? Queen of Cups, Chariot, Lover, Strength. Because Strength is Leo, which is corresponds to the sun, that bright light. The Chariot is Cancer. We are entering Cancer season. The Lovers is Queerness and also the June-ness of the month it's taking part in. And Queen of Cups also corresponds to water, you know, double water, du- double elemented water. 
And we could actually, now that I'm like really going out on a limb, we could throw in the Queen of Wands because she's Let's like the do fire. It. I'm she's fire water. I'm bring that baby in. So, like, I'm what gonna you... marry the Queen of Wands. And so it is. <laughs> and so it is. Blessed bleep. Blessed, <laughs> Blessed bleep. No. Blessed be. I can't wait to go to your wedding just because I want to wear something to that wedding really phenomenal. That would well, be an amazing yeah, interestingly, wedding. Interestingly, just as a point of fact, perhaps to sort of wrap things up, is that then the August 1st holiday, the first fruits, Lunasa, is the hand fasting holiday. And so that's the wedding holiday. I love that. You can take out any cards, gentle listener mentioned that really kind of resonate with you at this time around the energy. You can put it on your altar. Maybe one card is something you're looking to integrate. Maybe one card is something mm. you're looking to grow. Maybe one card is something you're looking to let go of or to change or to alter. And then you can put your sort of umbrella card, blessing card, which would be maybe the sun or the chariot or something like that to give you hope at the top of kind of your spread to help you give you insight. In our intuition workshop, I think we're selling it three more days. There's this tarot storytelling exercise that we bring up where you can choose your own adventure with the tarot to help you gain insights, tell your story, reframe things. And I think that solstice is the perfect time to do that. Boom. That's a good one. I would probably focus on one card, which would be the sun, just that one. And I would have that on my altar, definitely with honey around it, because, you know, I'm a fan. You could pull a card and ask, you know, what is obstructing me from letting me fully shine? What is obstructing me from letting me really receive and give love like the sun, which just shines for everyone, for everyone to enjoy? Whatever card you get, if you don't like it, you can offer it up or write a prayer. You can photocopy and write a prayer on the back of it about if it's a negative card, let's say it's like the five of swords or something, and then you could say that you banish this energy or if it's a positive card like let's say the three of cups maybe that you could say I invite in this energy and then you could burn it on your solstice bonfire and offer it up to the spirits the spirit of the sun I love that and last but certainly not least because the solstice is truly the halfway mark of this Gregorian calendar year 2019, I think it's also really important for us collectively and individually to talk about and think about the cards of the year and what they mean for us and how they're playing out and how they might be impacting us personally and collectively. So, you know, those cards are the Empress and the hanged one. Well, yeah, it's kind of irrelevant to have cards of the year if we only think about them for the first two weeks of January and then we forget about them for the rest of the time. So so we can see these cards playing out in like a number of troubling ways that are also all completely connected. Hmm. We see the murders of women. I'm talking specifically about the epidemic of murders of trans women devastating that have been taking place there's been about five or six in the last two months mm. the last one was a beautiful young woman named Leilene, and she was killed or died in solitary confinement in rikers she was there on a misdemeanor she could not pay a 500 dollars bail and that is just the nightmare of nightmares so we see that happening and at the same time, we're seeing all of these horrific 
measures and draconian laws on the part of the GOP, which are trying to roll back Roe versus Wade and trying to take away abortion from people. And I just want to like pause for a minute and talk about also like a lot of the language I've been hearing about this and the resistance to this, which is about gender, which is about like women's bodies. And the fact of the matter is, is like, yes, of course, like about 80 to 90% of abortions are performed on folks who ID themselves as women. But also, there are a ton of people who have uteruses who do not ID as women who ID as men who ID as non-binary or who ID as trans or, you know, all of the above, what we're actually talking about isn't just control over women. We're talking about control over marginalized people. We're talking about control over the divine feminine. And we're talking about the warping of or the gatekeepers, actually, of what the divine feminine is. And the divine feminine is whatever anyone says that they are. And so because of that, that provides a threat to the powers that be. So we see all of these things swirling and happening in these very, very upsetting, deeply, deeply, deeply harmful, deeply, deeply tragic ways. Well, the other thing I want to say about abortions is we can't talk about abortions without talking about trans women being murdered. We can't talk about trans women being murdered without talking about horrific birthing rates that are happening with black women. We can't talk about the women who are being detained in ICE, who are being murdered or who have their babies taken away from them. We can't talk about the babies that are being detained at the border, taken away from their parents, ripped away from our government. So all of these things are connected. All of them need equal thinking about when we're thinking about the archetypes of the Empress and the Hanged One. We can't not bring it back to the climate crisis, mm. which is the original divine feminine, which is Mother Earth, which is Empress energy. And we're seeing all of this play out in an Empress hanged one year. It's incredibly intense and complicated. Mm. Yeah. What you're saying is so true. And looking at the ways that all of these atrocities, all these restrictions on bodies, on sexuality, on femininity, on children, on vulnerable people, on black people, on people from Latinx countries are all connected and that we are all connected through the planet that we live on. And so in closing, we are calling upon this energy of the sun, of the fire, of solstice, of thunder, of lightning to come enter our hearts, enter our blood, enter our bones so that we rise up in defense of the things that we love, that we are emboldened and made courageous to come and protect the beautiful trans people of the world, to protect all women at the border, in the prisons, in the abortion clinics. We are called now to protect the environment, the oceans, the mountains, the bees, the frogs, the air, that we are called in this moment of the solstice to protect black people, to protect Latinx people, to protect the children who are being locked in cages, to protect women and anyone who is seeking an abortion. We are called to protect 
all the people and beings and the sacred, loving creatures of this planet, let us rise up to protect them. Let us be fully emboldened by this solstice. May we be brave. May we be heart-led. May we be blessed. Love is an action. Witches getting abortions, no matter what the law. Witches supporting witches, there's a witch wherever you are.